When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> we would like to welcome everybody back to the NFC East Feast. It seems like eons ago we did our last podcast, which um, I did that solo one. But the last one we actually did together, George, was the Wild Card Weekend Preview, where we had our good friend and contributor to the show, Jeff Ludlow in house. But it's good to be back, man. Great to see you. Great to see you as well, man. So happy to be back to the NFC East Feast. You know, me and Bill B-Wills were talking about possibly putting a pod together uh, just for some of the updates, the upcoming drafts, some of the free agency, some of the switches up in uh, player personnel, things like that. And here we are. Here we are. I want to ask you, because the last time that, that we, like I said, on the pod, this was before the Washington football team uh, played the Bucks. Obviously, the Bucks went on to win the Super Bowl. So first off, congratulations to Jay Luds and all of our Bucks fans out there on the uh, Super Bowl victory. Um, what were your takeaways after that after that game? I probably, You saw I probably posted the uh, cute little Taylor Heineke touchdown. Obviously, he was impressive. What were your takeaways from the uh, Washington football team playoff loss? I honestly think we played in the hardest throughout the playoffs. For sure. I mean, do you do you think that the Washington football team had a chance in that game? They sure did. They were down by one score in the fourth quarter, which I mean, I think Green Bay was also in the ball game, but that's Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. What you guys did, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Taylor Heineke, shout out to Taylor. He we just signed him, as you know, uh, two year, eight million deal. Probably going to be our second string quarterback, but I'm I'm really excited to have him back as a as a true gamer. You know, just getting prepared for basically seven days before that week and not having a start for years, and to coming out and to see what he can do as his his intangibles. You know, really came out the shot. His speed, uh, you know, his accuracy, his you know, he he had some guts out there. You know, he was he was putting balls in tight corners and. Shout out to Taylor, man. It's really impressive. And I, I, I'm sure it's going to be a competition with him if we don't sign a big free agent, if we don't sign or if we don't pick up a big uh, draft pick. Who knows? He might be our starter. I'm not mad at that because let's be real. Alex Smith can't run. He probably won't be there anymore. Um, but there is, well, shout out to Taylor. That game. Shout out to Taylor, and we got yeah. to say shout out to Alex Smith. Obviously, we all knew it was coming, the NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award. Um, and one last to touch on Taylor Heineke, man. Like, yeah, I hope he gets a chance to start regardless, um, just to at least compete in camp. But what he did in that wild card game, bro, that is that was a Saturday night primetime game. The nation was watching, and he went toe-to-toe with now the seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. And as I posted on IG, he did something Patrick Mahomes couldn't even do. He scored a touchdown, not just one. He got them in the end zone three times. So I think if he's your quarterback week one, you guys might be the favorite going into division. But that will tease that. Let's talk about the offseason. And I think we got to start with Carson Wentz, man. 
That's that's the big story. That's why we we really are here. We're like, dude, there's too much going on in the East with with the Wentz move. Let's talk. That's um, that, that's why I'm wearing the backwards hat, bro. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, backwards hat guy. I'm Carson Wentz ready, dude. Wentz is a backwards hat guy, as we know. Um, Colin Coward does not like backwards hat quarterbacks, but he has reunited. Who is calling me right now at a time like this? Wow, uh, how he, dare you? It's the NFC East Feast. Don't they know we're famous, dude? Come on, God, man. Goodness, dude. It is. That is Mike Quesada. Shout out to Mike Quesada calling me from 49th Street right now. We love you, Mike. And I know you'll listen to the pod when you are uh, back on free soil. But Villain <laughs> style, bro. I love it. <laughs> back, back to the podcast. I got some numbers on Carson Wentz. I'll throw at you, George. I'm a numbers guy, and, and I want you to, to know um, your opinion on it. The Philadelphia Eagles ate an NFL record $33.8 million in the cap hit to get Carson Wentz off their roster. Now to think about, this is a guy, he's still under 30 years old, former number two overall pick, and a lot of people um, say he had an MVP season. Now, of course, he didn't because he got hurt, and he's Mr. Glass, as we've talked about. Um, the report came out by Jay Glazer. The Colts were essentially bidding against themselves. Um, it came out uh, teams like the Bears and the Patriots, a lot of uh, teams who are quarterback needy. They had no interest. The Colts were really the only team that wanted Carson Wentz, of course, because of the Frank Wright connection and Philip Rivers retiring. There was a hole to fill there. But it, I feel like the Colts maybe could have got him for a little cheaper. Um, I think the, the Eagles got totally worked in this deal. Um, I believe it's a second and a third round pick. It could be a first round pick if Carson Wentz plays over 75% of the plays. But what overall do you think the Colts won the trade? Do you think the Eagles got ripped off? How are you feeling? I don't think the – I don't know, man. I think it was basically fair. Who knows what Carson has in the tank left. I, I know he's under 30. But he really, I mean, Rivers versus Carson Wentz. Let's break that down real quick. Okay. Philip Rivers is retired. So so who's better? Who's correct. better? Carson Wentz this year under center or or Philip Rivers last year. And the Colts went to the playoffs. Everyone should know that. And they almost beat the Buffalo Bills. Had a had a hell of a game against them in the wild card round. Correct, correct. But but physical attributes and and mental, you know, capabilities within the quarterback. What is that? That was uh, the race car. The race car just drove by. Wow, is that your uh, neighbor? The, no, the um the Grand Prix of St. Pete is going to be here next week. So no, I'm serious. So like, there's like um it's called like some kind of auto show is downtown. So there's all sorts of Porsches and Ferraris driving up and down my street. So yeah, oh, it's nice. wild, it's wild nice. around here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah. but yeah, let's say let's break it down with accuracy. Philip Rivers, more more accurate thrower of the football, absolutely than Carson Wentz. Let's break uh, quarterback IQ. Philip Rivers, hundred percent, man, yeah. guys. I, th- I think he he will get Hall of Fame votes. He, I don't think he'll get in the Hall of Fame, but he he will get Hall of Fame votes. Carson Wentz, you're not getting Halloween Hall of Fame votes yet. Pocket presence, hundred percent. Rivers too, dude, hundred <sighs> percent. Rivers got he'll sacked get the a lot. ball out. He'll get yes. the ball out. He'll yes. get the ball out. Wentz was he was trying to run away. He couldn't get anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bad. He would t- he would literally put his head down and and get out of the pocket. Um, so, so I would say rivers there as well. Mobility. Clearly. I think Philip rivers may be the most immobile quarterback of, in the NFL when like as, as of, you know, his last season. So clearly Carson Wentz very, very athletic, man. So, so Carson is athletic than the majority of the quarterbacks in the league. Certainly Philip rivers. No, I, and, and I'm going to say intangibles, I'd probably go rivers too. And I know yes. that Carson can do his thing, but last year was not a great display for Carson Wentz. I think we'll all agree on that. 
I think Carson Wentz and, and uh, our boy Bobby Hartman is going to get mad at me. I said this in our group text. Bob is, of course, a Colts fan, so he's excited. I think Carson Wentz is a broken man, not just physically from all of his injuries. I think mentally. I think you have to rebuild Humpty Dumpty. And I think it can be done. Obviously, Frank Reich has had success with him before, so I don't think it's out of the question. And I think the Colts, if you look at them, um, Jonathan Taylor um, emerged last year at the end of the season. He had a 1,000-yard season. Brilliant rookie running back. He's going to um, be one of the top backs in the league going into this year. The Colts have the best offensive line in football, and they have a top 10 defense. So this is a tailor-made situation for any quarterback to step right in. And other than, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, and I would say the Buffalo Bills, and maybe the Ravens, the Colts are right there in the three or four best teams in the AFC. So, Carson, it's on you to rebuild yourself mentally with the help of your coaching staff. And if he doesn't, um, the media is going to come after him, man, because, like I said, that roster is Super Bowl ready. Yeah, I think that's too far gone. I think the media is going to be Adam, whether he's doing good or bad. Mm-hmm. But um, shout out to Carson. I wish you the best, man. I wish you the best. Former NFC East guy. I'm so looking forward to not talking about you, to be honest with you. But yes. I do wish I do wish you the best, buddy. I'm sure Philly fans. I know. You know, I was at the barbershop the other day. I was telling you I got my hair cut. Yeah. Big, big, all, there's like three or four Eagles fans in there. Really? They're like, oh, fuck Carson. I'm just happy he's gone. Well, they don't care what the trade looked like. They just wanted him gone. The fan base wanted to turn the page on this, and they're waiting waiting for Jalen, you know, to, to really show up. And the, the fact right. that Jalen has nobody behind him is I'm kind of curious on. They're going to have to do some work in free agency. All- Maybe George, let's not forget Jalen Hurts has Nate Sudfeld behind him. And we all know that he played in the week 17 game against you guys. We won't get into the details of that. Don't forget about old Nate Sudfeld. Go ahead. I wanted to touch on the Eagles. I don't want to turn the page on them yet. I I'm, I'm smelling the recipe for a dumpster fire for them this season, George. I think um, our teams, the Cowboys, the Washington football team, and the Giants are all on the rise and will all, um, have greater uh, win totals than they had this past season. The Eagles, although they only had four wins, they might be under that, man. If you saw their young coach they hired, um, Nick Sirianni, which was on nobody's radar at any head coaching position, he looked hella nervous in his press conference, which isn't a good sign. If you go um, look at uh, the coaches of the past who have had best, bad press conferences, um, i.e. Adam Gase, that weirdo when he was um, doing the Jets pr- press conference, it usually doesn't end up well. And now they're even coming out and saying, I don't know if you saw this, George, the quarterback position will not be given to Jalen Hurts. Rather, he will have to earn the job in camp. And that at number six, taking a quarterback is still a huge possibility. How are you fumbling this again? You fumbled Carson Wentz's career away after he had an MVP type season a few years ago. Now you have Jalen Hurts, who the last month of the season looked like the real deal. You already messed with him mentally by taking him out of that game. We all knew he was not happy about that at all. And now he's already um, he's already out working with the receivers in the offseason like a leader should be. And he's going to hear this shit in the media that you're he's not the quarterback. He's going to have to earn it. And they might take a kid like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson with the number six overall pick. I think the Eagles from the front office with Howie Roseman to the owner and Jeffrey Lurie to this new clown coach Sirianni. I think it's trouble, man. And I know people as a Cowboys fan, they're going to be like, oh, you're just hating on the Eagles. From a biased perspective, I, I smell trouble in Philadelphia. Yeah, and and I don't think it's just the players themselves. I think you're right about the front office. They're not giving their young players confidence moving forward, and especially at that quarterback position where the Eagles need it the most. You got to give the guy the rights to the team right away when they get rid of Carson. Look, we get it. You know, we want competition in training camp. Don't be an idiot. 
give your guy the ball and let him run with it. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And even if there was, if they're talking about cons- uh, drafting a quarterback, I understand that. But don't say it out loud and put it out there for Jalen Hurts to to get upset about. I don't like it. Um, but that's it. I'm done with the Eagles. I don't want. I don't want to be too mean to them. There's a few other teams we can talk about in the NFC East. I want to talk about the defending champs, man, the Washington Football Team. We talked about Heineke. There's a lot of rumors about quarterbacks. Derek Carr's name was thrown around. Uh, Marcus Mariota's name was thrown around. Um, do you do you think you're going to go after one of them? Do you think you're going to draft a guy like Mac Jones in the first round, or is Taylor Heineke going to be under center week one? It's so tough, man. It's like as you're as you're asking and developing that question, I'm in my head. I'm like, well, there's Teddy Bridgewater, there's mm-hmm. you know Fitzpatrick, there's there's a lot of guys out there in free agency that you know are are subpar. Um, yes. You know, so it's it's tough for. And again, back in my mind, I'm like, maybe maybe this is Taylor's gig. Maybe this this is his his team. But I like the receivers out there in free agency more than the quarterback play right now. I like Allen Robinson. I like Kenny. Okay. I like Chris Godwin's out there too, dude. There's a good amount of um, out left tackle play. I think there's some good vets out there. Um, I'm looking at uh, what you call it, Alejandra Villanueva from ah. uh, Pittsburgh. Hell yeah, good name drop, and thank you for your service. I'm a yeah, military man. Your, also, guess who else is a military man, B? Who's that? Ron Rivera. So oh, I kind of like the connection, connection there as well. So I, I am looking at the offense. I'm not so much worried about the quarterback. I don't think we're going to make too big of a splash in the draft. I think hopefully we just get strict value and not overreach. Um, but but I really do feel like we need some needs on the on the skilled position when it comes to the wide receivers. So I hope we make a splash in free agency, whether it's Allen Robinson or uh, I'd love to have Hunter Henry as well at tight end. I mean, there's a couple out there. You guys, I know by far in the division, have the best um, salary cap situation going on. The Eagles are pressed up against it. The Giants and the Cowboys are okay. We just got you know a couple mil to, to play with. But you guys can actually spend big money and land a guy. I mean, obviously, Scary Terry has established himself as the number one receiver in this league. I couldn't imagine if you brought over a guy like a Robinson, a Kenny Galladay, or a Chris Godwin to pair, pair them together. Logan Thomas is developing a tight end. You've got um, your receiving back in J.D. McKissick. And and um, AG um, Antonio Gibson. I almost said Anthony Gibson. Antonio Gibson proved that he's a, a primetime um, NFL starting running back. So let me guys- let me let me ask you a quick question though. I'm just curious of your thoughts for all of the quarterbacks out in free agency. And you know we obviously need a quarterback, whether it's Taylor or whoever it is. And then all of the receivers out there. Would you as a um, as a, a bystander around the NFC East feast division? Right. Would you rather pick up a quarterback or receiver here? For my, if you're if you're a fan of my team, what, what would you rather have? Oh, you do you got you got to go after a quarterback. You, you got to go so? after. Yeah, I don't. You, I don't. I don't think so, man. You disagree. I think I disagree. I think that you guys are a quarterback away, just an above average. You you, you don't have to go, uh, go get an elite level quarterback. Obviously, you're not because you guys had a, a somewhat successful season. You can't draft a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields. You'd be stuck with Mac Jones. Nothing against Mac Jones, I just think. Because of the talent he played with at Alabama and his uh, immobility, I'm not sure he's the answer there for you guys, but time will tell on that. Uh, but do I, I think if you guys were to get even a Marcus Mariota, who um, when Derek Carr got hurt on one Thursday night game, um, he showed he had like an 80-yard run, um, still an accurate thrower of the football, and a guy who took the Tennessee Titans to the playoffs multiple times. I think a guy like Mariota, is more valuable than getting a primetime receiver because if you get a primetime receiver, you still don't have anybody to throw to him yet. But why do you disagree? 
I, I just disagree because I, I guess I believe too much in Taylor, and I'm sorry, but I'm like, oh, is Mariota that much better than Taylor? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, was dude, you see Taylor run the ball? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, Mariota has speed, and mobility, but so does he. I mean, he knows the system front and back. Why do I want to bring a guy, a C plus guy like Mariota, in here to kind of disturb things in the locker room? If I want to go big, I'm going to go big. You know, I want to fucking stud. So for sure. We'll see what happens, but let's uh let's let's move on to your Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones. You know, you know this is Jerry's favorite time of the year. Jerry Jerry likes to play Monopoly. Um we don't have that much money, but obviously we're not gonna beat a dead horse. I'll I'll talk about Dak very briefly. Everybody knows that dilemma around that contract the past few years. I and I don't think it's a secret what's gonna happen. It's already coming out, oh, the Cowboys and Dak are are far off away in negotiations. Coming off of a broken ankle you're going to franchise the kid one more year. Now, my hot take, which we'll get into as um, the season pr- progresses and we you know, start doing the shows weekly in September, I think Dak gets franchise tagged. Judging by the start of the season he had, the first four or five weeks before he got hurt, I think he's going to have an MVP-type season. And then I think that we're in big trouble and we'll be looking to pay him 40 plus million in 2022. But that's a lot of foreshadowing. So I think Dak gets franchise tagged and we use our limited cap money to hopefully go after, I want to. I, th- I think. I think in the draft, a lot of people have us projected. Pretty much every single mock I see is either Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech, or Patrick Sertan, cornerback from Alabama, which would be interesting because we drafted Trayvon Diggs last year, and they were obviously a tandem um, at Alabama. So to play, put put them at together um, could be interesting. But I think we we go after corner in the draft, but we have to address the secondary because. Both Chidobi Awuzie and Jordan Lewis, not that they're good corners, but they were starting corners for us. They're both free agents. I doubt either of them will be back. So we're pretty much left with Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown. But I'd like to see us spend some money on a safety, man. Uh, Justin Simmons of the Broncos is out there. He's going to be the highest price free agent safety. I don't think we can afford him. But there's a kid in Minnesota, Anthony Harris. I'd like to um, see if we could fit him in under the cap. And I still don't know what happened to Earl Thomas, why the guy got blackballed from the league after Baltimore cut him. Nobody signed him. He's still out there. I don't know if we can explore that option. But obviously, the quarterback will franchise Dak. As much as um, Zeke has disgusted me the past 12 months, he's going to be back. We got Pollard. I like Blake Jarwin and uh, your doppelganger, Dalton Schultz, at tight end. Obviously, the three-headed monster receiver isn't going anywhere. So we need help on defense and the O-line. So the O-line, I don't know if we can get a guy like Villanueva. You guys can afford him. We cannot. So I'm hoping that Tyron Smith, um, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins all come back healthy. And then maybe we just draft depth on the O-line. And then everything else has to be defense. All three levels. Vander Esch can't stay healthy, so we need a linebacker. Um, Alden Smith is a free agent, so we need pass rushers. And we need all four positions in secondary other than, and George, I want to give you credit last preseason. You called out Donovan Wilson as your player to watch Donovan Wilson had a hell of a season and he, he locked down that starting strong safety spot. So good for you on that. And um, everyone else in the secondary, you got to go. So I'm very interested to see what happens um, with my Cowboys. It's always fun for Jerry. You know, Jerry's getting old and he wants another ring, man. So I, I'm very intrigued to see how it plays out. 
with that uh with that defense it's going to be exciting to see what dan quinn does over there um the new oh, skipper the coordinator because i know wuzier is gone because he's more of a zone corner and yes. i know that dan likes to press a lot so i'm looking for those big body press corners uh for you guys to come in i'm not sure who's in the draft class i can't, caleb, I can't that wait is caleb farley that's farley to a t I can't wait for CT to hop on the pod in a few weeks, guys. We're going to have CT bringing some down, uh, some of the draft down. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to to seeing what the boys do. They have very little cap space. I was going to say, you know, Brandon Sheriff might fill a hole. Uh, mm. Ru- Russell Okung, those kind of guys would good names, would do, you know. But at the same time, again, you have very little cap space. You guys get a ticket very big hit with Dak. Um, really, the focus should be on that defensive, uh, both. I guess defensive line's kind of mediocre. Yeah, it's a need. Okay. Yeah. I Crawford mean, is Crawford the whole fucking dude. The whole defense is a need, bro. They were, they were the whole defense is the need. I appreciate yeah. you dropping the uh, the Dan Quinn um, name drop. Um, on the solo pod I did, I did talk about when he was first hired, and I think that's a huge move. A former head coach who went to the Super Bowl, although he lost the Super Bowl in the most <laughs> horrific fashion ever, the twenty-eight to three lead uh, that the Falcons blew against the Pats. Um, but he's a Super Bowl caliber coach and uh, that'll help my, help out Mike McCarthy on the sidelines. He's going to be a lot better than the hot sauce King Mike Nolan. So I'm looking forward to a, a much improved defense and hopefully we can bring in a free agent and then, but the rest of the defense will have to be developed through the draft. I think that's about, about it so far in the off season rumblings on the Cowboys. It sounds like the franchise tag for Dak is going to be about $37 million. So yeah, we're not going to have a lot of money to play with. No. Another team with not a lot of money to play with is going to be the New York Giants. And although he's not a free agent, though, the Giants are going to get a big addition. And of course, that is one of the best, if not the best running back in the league. Saquon Barkley will be back. And I have no doubt um, with that kid's heart um, that he's going to be right back to his Pro Bowl level and be one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm worried about the Giants more than anybody in this division. Mm-hmm. I I think the Washington football team... You know, had a great team last year. Once we pick up, you know, quarterback, things like that go well, then, then I'm excited. But at the same time, that division is stocked uh, with with uh, interior defensive linemen that the Giants have. They have a, a really strong defense. And it's something that if they get a receiver here, receiver there, if they just honestly, they don't have a number one wideout. No, they so, need a receiver even more than you guys. Yeah, and Daniel Jones is definitely getting the keys to the car, right? He's They're all yeah. in for Daniel Jones. Um, yes. So yeah, they need a receiver. They're probably get it in the draft because they don't have much cap space. But I don't, I don't think they can they can afford a, a Galladay or a Godwin. I, I mean, all signs point um, that Tampa Bay is going to bring back Godwin anyways. Um, but I think Galladay and Allen Robinson could certainly be on the move. I think Allen Robinson, um, whatever the Bears do at quarterback, will depict if he resigns with Chicago or goes elsewhere. But yeah, th- there is this is a, um, a receiver heavy draft just like last year, and I fully expect the New York Giants to take take a wide receiver. Um, Maybe they pick up your your favorite receiver, bro. Because uh, Philly, Philly just let him go. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, jackpots out there. <laughs> hey, hey, Giants, go sign jackpot. Go <laughs> sign good jackpot. For th- he's gonna get that eighty yard touchdown for you on week thirteen, he's bro. Yeah, division, sure. bro. He played for uh, played for the Eagles. Played for Washington. Maybe the Cowboys get him. I hope he stays in the East, just because I love my boy Jackpot. Um, the the thing that the Giants have coming back and why they they are one of the favorites in division um, is the continuity. I think they have the best pair of coordinators with Patrick Graham on the defensive side. And my old boy, the clapper 
Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. I thought as the season went on, Jason Garrett um, developed into a hell of a play caller, which he was before he was the head coach of the Cowboys going 8-8 eight and eight for it seems like a decade. But Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones developed a little rapport. And yeah, the, the Giants are another team that needs offensive linemen. So maybe they can um, steal a Brandon Sheriff, Pro Bowler from you guys, or an Oku, another great name drop you had earlier. But if the Giants can sure up that O-line, defense is already there. We talked about the names, Tomlinson and the big cat Leonard Williams on the D-line, Fackrell and Blake Martinez in the linebacking core, Jabril Peppers and Bradbury in the secondary. I mean, this, this is a good football team. This is a well-coached football team. Joe Judge had a nice first season. And yeah, if they, they are a Nate Sudfeld and... Um, <laughs> Who's the who's who is my fired Eagles coach that's, that's slipping my mind? And Doug Peterson shenanigan away from probably winning that division. And I'm sure they would have lost just like you guys to the, the Super Bowl champs in the first round. But yeah, the Giants going forward, they're a good team. They're a well-ran team and uh, they need to be respected. Yeah, I mean, they threw the ball simply too much because they didn't have Saquon. And with just guys like Darius Slayton um, and guys like Sterling Shepard, I mean, you're not going to be able to... Th- air attack of every team in the NFL uh, with that type of tandem. So a receiver is definitely a must for them. But with Saquon, you're going to have a lot of more of a balanced offense, right? So you're going to have oh, – yeah. With that interior defensive line, their defense uh, as a whole, you know, they're going to play solid defense and run the ball. I mean, that would be my, I, I think, uh, what is it, Joe Judge? Is, Joe Judge. Joe yep. Judge. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a, a straight to a guy, a guy that wants to run the ball and, and, and play tough football. So, yes, it should be interesting to see. I think they're going to change a little bit with Saquon, you would think, oh, <laughs> as yeah. far as and their Saquon, attack he goes. Yeah. He's such a good blocker. He's such a weapon catching the ball out of the backfield. He makes them a completely different team. And him coming back will be the biggest addition in the division. It doesn't matter what happens with you guys or the Cowboys or the Eagles. Saquon Barkley coming back will change things for the better for the New York Giants. And I think they're going to be a competitor next year, not just for the division, but for the NFC. I think all I already said, the Eagles, I think, are going to have a rough season. I think the other three teams in the NFC East are going to, it's going to be total flip of the script. I think all those teams are going to be 500 or better. Cowboys, Giants, Washington football team. I'll say the winner of the division gets 10 wins, maybe 11. And I think a wild, I'll go hot take. I think a wild card team comes out of the NFC. I think we have two playoff teams next year. Wow, dude. You're optimistic, man. I'll give you that, bro. Yeah. I just I just think um last year was just was just such such a rough season for for all four clubs. And and shouts out to Ron Rivera for for uh, for winning that division in his year. We talked about it all year with 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 him doing uh the chemotherapy, beating cancer. Congratulations by the way, coach Rivera. Um that that was, that was very impressive. So you guys you guys aren't taking a step back, man. Nothing no, can stop you. No, all the I, way up. I feel very very confident. I was walking to my car today and I was thinking in my head I was like I'm honestly the first time in a while where I know I'm not faking my optimism. I'm not faking it. I'm actually kind of excited for the year and I, I feel strongly about our defense. And if we can just get that offensive mojo going a little bit, because with so many hiccups like Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins, dude, I mean, the sky's the limit for us. If we get a double digit win marker, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go nuts, dude. I can't wait. So speaking of Dwayne Haskins, did you see the news that came out of Pittsburgh to travel outside the East for a second? Yeah. Their general manager, I believe his name is Kevin Colbert, um, threw a message towards Ben Roethlisberger saying like, he's not necessarily necessarily our quarterback going forward. And he has like, I believe the biggest cap hit in the league. He's like a $43 million cap hit this coming season. 
Now, I think this is all hearsay. Um, Ben's always been kind of a drama king. So I think maybe the Steelers are just taking some jabs at him for all of the uh, trouble that he's started in the front office over all the years. I definitely think Big Ben comes back. But if he doesn't, you never know. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins is on that roster. I, I mean, I, by no means do I think if Dwayne Haskins steps in, even though he'll have much better weapons in Pittsburgh with that receiving core, is he going to set the world on fire? But I would like to see Dwayne get a second chance. Yeah, I mean, I could see Dwayne and Ben totally like at a strip club together hanging out, dude. I think yeah, they're good friends for sure. That's, that's trouble, dude. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's big trouble. They're big guys too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're big guys. Like, just definitely slightly overweight, you know? Like, it's, they're, they're greasy, bro. Yeah. Very similar bodies. Dude, I guarantee you they're both sweating right now eating a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, oh, yeah. even though it's a little chilly up in Pittsburgh, dude, they got a pastrami sandwich on rye. Those guys are sweating watching it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to a sandwich shop, literally the sandwich number seven. It's called the Big Ben. It's fucking pastrami. <laughs> ben, ben, knock off the cold cuts. They're seeping through your pores, okay? <laughs> but shout out to Dwayne Haskins, bro. Apparently, he's got a new consulting gig where he sets up DIY strip clubs um, throughout the city of Pittsburgh. They just oh, wow. came out. Yeah, dude. He has a new no, I, IG. Yeah, I, I respect, especially during this pandemic, all small businesses. I support oh, them. Sure. So please, anyone in the Pitts, greater Pittsburgh area, if you're interested in a DIY strip club, shout out to number seven, Dwayne Haskins from the Ohio State University. The whole quarter, I want to talk a minute just about the, all of the changes at quarterback, not just possibly in the NFC East, but around the league. Like for the first time ever, we've heard Russell Wilson pipe up. Like Russell Wilson is Mr. Play by the book, ends every interview by saying, go Hawks. And now he's saying that he wants more control. He, he, DK Metcalf's complaining about the play calling. Like there's, there's some trouble in Seattle. I do not no. think Russell Wilson will be on the move. Yeah. I don't think Russell's going to leave, but you know who probably up in Russell's head and, you know, Sierra. Oh yeah, yeah yes, bro. definitely in his head. He's like, "Oh, you're the best ever. Like, we need to get more cake. We need to get this mm-hmm. bread. We need to sign new, new, uh, you know, marketing deals with freaking Kellogg's and who else? So maybe they're trying to travel, bro. Maybe they're trying to go to a big city. Big I, city. I thought it was very interesting. I don't know if you saw at the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson and Sierra were in Russell, excuse me, in Roger Goodell's suite, sitting right next to him, having a conversation the entire time. Like Sierra, right there, like talking to to Commissioner Goodell throughout the Super Bowl. Not sure if not sure if we need. I mean, although Sierra is a beautiful woman, I'm a big fan of her body and her music. I don't know if we need her input um, in the commissioner's ear. But I think Russ is staying. The guy who's not staying that we have to talk about, even though it's not the NFC East, the biggest news in the NFL offseason, Deshaun Watson. I don't think that he's going to land in the East, but it sounds like he's going to land somewhere, man. And that is going to change the landscape of the league. Deshaun Watson, the top five quarterback. So what, where do you, what, what, what's your guess right now? Where do you think he goes? <sighs> who, need, who needs it the worst, man? I mean, I know Washington. Half I the know, league. Half the league. Yeah. yeah. Everyone can use Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's even a cute rumor out. Oh, the Cowboys are going to sign and trade Dak for Deshaun. Like, why would the Houston Texans do that? My, and this is not an original take. This is from Colin Cowherd. And it made so much sense, though, when he said it the Carolina Panthers, because they can provide Houston with actually good returns. Okay, so if you give them, Carolina gives them their first round pick, which is eighth overall, okay, you can take a guy like Trey Lance, get your quarterback of the future. Carolina can also give you Teddy Bridgewater. The word bridge is literally in his name. There's your bridge quarterback, as Trey Lance learns for a couple years. And then you can even demand Christian McCaffrey. We want a star too. We want a quarterback of the future. We want our quarterback now to replace, you know, to, so so our, our young guy can learn and give us a superstar. 
and Christian McCaffrey. I think I think that trade makes a hell of a sense for me. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think it's a lot to give up. But who, what do you think about Derek Carr out there? I mean, do you think that he has much? I think he has appeal, but the I obviously do. The offseason's crazy. Everybody's chirping. You don't know what's true. But the report came out that before the Colts, because um the Colts GM uh, Chris Ballard guy is probably the best GM in football. That's why I mean I have a sneaky suspicion the Carson Wentz thing is going to work because Chris Ballard knows how to run a team. So if he's going to trade for Carson, he he believes in him. But he um first contacted the Oakland Raiders about the um availability of Derek Carr. And the rumor is that um, Mike Mayock, the GM, and John Gruden, the head coach, gave that a hard no, that Derek Carr will not be traded. So I think I think he stays in Oakland. It's so weird. Derek Carr had like 68% completion percentage last year. He's he's not a star quarterback. I think he's made the Pro Bowl once or twice. But why every year is there this weird drama that Derek Carr needs to be on the move? Why? I mean, the Raiders have a million holes, and I don't think the quarterback position is one of them. Yeah, no, that's a good point, too. It, it's It's out there. I don't know. Maybe his brother David's putting it out there, you know? Could be. Yeah, David does work for NFL Network. He's a member of the media. So, you know, he could be, could be trying to, you know, get a little cute and some insider yeah. information. Slipping into bros DMs, dude. Oh, what's yeah. going on? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I see that happen. A little rumblings. But yeah, well, dude, I want, go ahead. I said I wanted, I wanted to um, jump on a tease a little more. Um, you said earlier about CT. That's going to be our big show. I'm glad that we hopped on and did this because it's, it's, there's been too many moves in the East. I'm glad we, 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 uh, Came back on to uh, feed all the hungry NFC East feasters, a little off-season show. But CT is balls deep in the draft right now, dude. So what we're going to have him do is come on and um, kind of give us his opinion on each team. Uh, Obviously, we're we're most curious about the Washington football team and Dallas Cowboys. But we'll throw the Eagles and Giants in there as well of of who they should draft and why. What are their needs? Why does this fill a need? And CT is even actually going to do like a three-round mock draft for us for each of the four teams. Oh, I say we, yeah, dude. Every 30 seconds, he basically says out a name and why it fits. I think yeah, I we'll put that. him on the clock. We'll yeah. put him on the clock. Oh, we'll have to damn. make picks for us. Okay. And um, it's very interesting. In the third round, actually, um, I believe it goes Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants are picks 74, 75, and 76. So because all three of those teams are in a row, it'll be very interesting because these teams do not like each other. It's not a secret. A couple years ago, um, the Dallas Cowboys had um, an aptly named card in their hand dallas goddard the cowboys were ready to take dallas goddard because they knew i forgot who the team was right ahead of us they knew they were not going to take a tight end the philadelphia eagles trade up right ahead of the cowboys mm-hmm. and they take dallas goddard and dallas goddard's, goddard's turned out to be a hell of a tight end for philadelphia so these teams could get a little cute with um the, the front office of the, the cowboys washington football team and giants all being um stacked up against each other but yeah, I think if we do that, you know, we're looking, it's it's the end of February right now. So if we do that in about a month from now, because I think the draft is is mid-April. So if we do that the end of March, maybe even early April, free agency will have started. Free agency starts in March. So there'll be some movement there. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a preview of the draft. And I think that will uh, that will get us totally ready for the offseason. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to that, and I can't wait for CT. I know he's got the expertise in the draft and who's coming out, so I know it's going to benefit all of us in the NFC East Feast that are watching, and we appreciate We really do appreciate y'all still listening to us, dude. It, last year was so much fun, and yeah. having this, uh, you know, a couple people asked us to, to put this together just for some updates, and we thought it might be a good idea, so I hope, we really hope that you enjoyed it. 
I missed it, man. I do. I miss doing it. I cannot. I cannot wait for our draft special. And I can't wait for football season next year already. I saw Tom Brady tweeted out uh, the other day. So, what do I do for the next five months? And that's how all of us football fans feel, Tom. We're lost without it, but it's all good. We got free agent frenzy in the draft coming up, which will satisfy our appetite in the meantime. And I echo your sentiments, George. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you guys have half as much fun listening as we do making this, that's a blessing. So we love you all. NFC East. Food.